Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Carrie Faith On Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Faith. On the show, you will find a blend of spirituality, self-development, and practicality and supporting you to unapologetically manifest your wildest dreams. I share real conversations with visionary women who are top leaders, experts, and professionals in their respective fields after they themselves pivoted and leaned into their purpose in life. Manifesting the next best version of you can be easy, fun, and predictable when you have the right motivation, inspiration, and influence in your life. The Carrie Faith on Purpose show is for the woman who wants it all and more and is ready to step into her infinite power and potential from within. Let's begin. Anitra Erod stepped away from a career in corporate America to being a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. And throughout that time, she lost a sense of who she was and her passion for life. So she decided to become a moderator and business strategist for some of the top influencers and best-selling authors that you know of currently online. She is a living example of finding the harmony between motherhood and online leadership. Over the past four years, she has supported close to 1 million people between online launches and virtual events. Her passion for self-development, life and business mapping and manifesting led her to building a dream life in Arizona, mentoring, speaking and leading teams online. She can't wait to help you map out your dreams and guide you to making them a reality. Without further ado, Anitra, I am so excited to have you on the podcast this week. This has been a long time coming, so thanks for finally saying yes and joining me in the audience today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to finally connect on your podcast. Yes, you even have your own podcast, which we'll go in further about that. But I just want to share with the audience, like what an amazing human being you are, how we were brought together and how you navigated through changes in your life. So tell, where are you joining us from? I am in Phoenix, Arizona. So it is still um, nice weather. We're, we're in the 80s. We're finally cooling off but yes it's nice weather I can't complain well we are in the season of change right I mean here it's um, turning fall but in Arizona it seems like it's always summer and I feel like how can we as ambitious women like create that endless summer you know I remember um, in my youth youth while well, I was 20 something and I like was seeking the endless summer I thought that was going to be my life I was just going to live on the beach um, my whole life and sleep s- 
sit in a hammock, but then, you know, reality hits, right? So I want to hear a little bit about you, though, about, tell me about, like, young Anitra. I've known you for a few years, like, two or two or three years, but I haven't heard any stories about seven-year-old, ten-year-old Anitra. Oh, my gosh. Little, when I was little. I, let's see, I was, I was a good kid. I was a good girl. I, you know, had manners and was polite and vacation Bible study in the summer. And we went to a private school and, you know, made my bed in the morning, did my chores. Yeah. I think as a youth, I was very organized and disciplined and in my routines. And then I got an opinion, <laughs> which I think happens to all young ladies. We just start to think for ourselves. And I started to voice my opinions and it, which was good. I think my parents really wanted us to be independent and they wanted us to think for ourselves and they wanted us to question and we did it was a good youth well I love that you said you were like polite and organized and disciplined because you still are right and (laughs) that idea of how we were as children sometimes we run away from it but more than anything you know it's our subconscious and how we live out our lives so it's definitely still who you are today that organized discipline voice your opinion. I'm happy that your parents kind of allowed that to happen because a lot of people, when they realize they have a voice, it gets shut down. I mean, it got challenged. I'm not going to say that they were always happy with what came out of my mouth. But they they uh, they didn't want us silent, you know, so we we all grew together as a family. It was good. It was good. We raised, we went into 4-H. Uh, I guess I was about nine or 10. We joined 4-H and we raised steers for market show. And so I did that for a few years and that was another element of discipline and structure and it, it was my first kind of experience with having responsibility and accountability and trying my best. You know, you, you, you raised an animal and you take it to show when you're striving for grand champion. And I, I got grand champion three out of five years. And then I got reserve champion one year. The only year that I didn't get a trophy was my very first year, which I was nine and my steer was way overweight. So overall, I was really good at that. I would win round robin, which was if you were good in showmanship, then you had to go show a hog, a lamb, and a goat. And I won it every year. And I hated the lambs. They were the meanest little animals ever. (laughs) It was like, I don't want to do round robin anymore. So I eventually stepped out and let someone else win it and go experience it because it just wasn't for me. But yeah, that was pretty much my, my, my youth. So, so interesting. I haven't, I, I knew about the, some of that. I didn't know about all of it, but it just goes to show you that you've always been a overachiever or at least a striving Strive. to reach high goals in your life. Yeah. It, and, but it, I will, I will admit that that combined with the private schooling and just being a Libra in my own skin, perfectionism set in real hard. And so I spent a lot of my my adult life trying to just get past it having to be perfect but it just it, it was hard because everything was so you know you were striving and you were and there was this order of behavior and expectation that created that just amplified my desire for perfection and I know that that's not that's not realistic now that at my oh, I'm 48 I just had a birthday I'm 48 I'll say it <laughs> so yeah and now that I'm in my 
you know, later years, I understand how, how being perfect wasn't the message I should have been taking, putting so much weight into at a younger age, if that makes sense. Well, it makes total sense about the perfectionism. Let's talk a little bit more about the perfectionism, because I feel like that's where you and I really align in the sense of we have really high standards for others, ourselves, the clients we work with, the, uh, the businesses we align with, the influencers we support and that strategy and the integrity. I mean, perfectionism is unrealistic, but we both strive so hard for it. So it's about (laughs) the balance, right? And you're a Libra. So how have you found the balance? Because so many people, the listeners I know deal with perfectionism. How have you found any balance with that? Oh, goodness. I, it didn't come overnight. It took a lot of work to just first recognize it and then to first accept that it's okay to not be perfect. Like just that basic understanding of it's not a fail, even if it's not perfect. And that was, that's something I think I still battle with. And I might always have that creep in on me, but it came with a balance of finding satisfaction in my work. And it came, and even if that was, I guess I should say that after, you know, after high school and college, then my main my main working professional career was customer service based and in numerous you know different industries but all always customer service based to provide excellent service and and i and as long as i was providing satisfaction to that other person then my life not being perfect it kind of gave me a not an owl oh. but a but a pause yeah like it kind of it it complemented the fact that even if i'm falling in my mind falling short in certain areas at least i'm still showing up in a form of excellence to make someone else satisfied. So, excuse me. <clears throat> so that was kind of, I don't know if that's a balance. I don't know if I found a balance, but that that helped when I was serving others and I got a reward from that. It, it, it lightened up the rest of my areas in life. You know, it was okay if there was addition to sink. It was okay if, you know, things didn't happen instantly and perfectly as I wanted to live my life because I was still serving and stepping up and providing perfection for somebody else. That makes total sense. To tell the listeners a little bit about how you and I connected, it was through Dean Graciosi and Tony Robbins community, correct? Uh, In the self-education industry and formerly known as like the knowledge broker industry. And we have this passion, both you and I, for self-development and self-growth, personal growth and spiritual growth. So it was like instantaneously, I felt like when we actually got on the phone, we were, we joined a mastermind together. Our like passion to serve is why we're here. I feel like that's our mission moving forward is the passion to serve. But sometimes we get in this cycle and I'm sure that the listeners can relate to of serving others before ourselves. And that's totally why I was in customer service and hospitality and have this passion to create transformation and transformational experiences. Like I was putting other people's happiness before my own. And that was a huge pattern. And the way you said that you dealt with perfectionism was putting like making everything perfect for everyone else. Right. uh, Had that satisfaction. So, yeah, so that happened for a while. And then. And then I, and that worked, that worked. There was a great balance and I took great pride in the work that I produced and helping the people that I helped brought the satisfaction that I needed for my personal 
self. And then came motherhood and being a stay-at-home mom. And that's a completely different client base. <laughs> that is not the customers I used to serve. Now it was the son and the spouse and the family. Because when you're at home, you are obviously the available party to help plan baby showers and bridal showers and clean out relatives' homes when they pass. Like you just all of a sudden become the go-to gopher because you're the one available. And that's when I realized that I was, I was, I had lost control of my, of my system, of my boundaries and of what really brought me satisfaction. And, and that, that was a a whole other level of my self-development and journey that I've, I've shared with you as well, that um, we, I, I recognized in myself that I needed to take a step back and create some some boundaries for myself, even though I didn't feel like I maybe necessarily deserved them because I was at home. I I mean, I was available to grab the relative at the airport. It's not like I wasn't available to do so, but I had lost my ability to say no or to draw a line or put an expectation on the family around me to recognize that I am still valuable as a person. I deserve my time and I deserve to be respected. And so that was a whole other level of learning. So beautifully said. I mean, no, I saw this meme a few days ago and it said, no is a complete sentence. So how often are we always saying no to ourselves and putting other people first? And just instead of saying no, when someone asks something of us and even like our kids, right? Sometimes it's so hard to say no to them. It's like, saying no is a complete sentence. We don't really need to do a because for others. We have to more give ourselves the because. And we don't even need to give the because. We just need to say no more often. Have you had an experience of the power of no? Uh, (laughs) I wish I I had a story ready to go on that one because I want to say I do, but nothing's coming to mind. No, I think I have gotten better at saying no. I mean, let's be honest, my family's in California and I left California, so maybe I did need to just move to get my boundaries in place. But I, I'm sure, I mean, I, I know I've said no, but I'm sure I gave a reason. I mean, it's not like I've said, no, I'm reading my book at that time, or no, that's my pool time. No, that's my pedicure time. I mean, like I've never done that, but I probably have the right to do so. That's, that's where we stand in our power, I feel like, mm-hmm. is when we say, use that two-letter word more and more often, when we can say no more to others, we're saying yes more to ourselves. Exactly. So I want to bring up how we're both moderators in very large Facebook groups, anywhere from, what, 50,000 people to almost half a million people. And even in the past year, we've served almost a million people online. Yes. And let's talk about some of the common themes that we see women uh, that are holding women back from really stepping into their power. Uh, what have I you have, seen? Oh, I've seen so much. I have seen women who don't feel supported by their partner at home. I've seen women who can't find the time for themselves because they are a stay-at-home mom. And and I have, I and I am a stay-at-home mom. I know that is a full-time gig and you feel like you're at the beck and call of everyone around you and your availability is determined between 
naps and carpooling and school schedules. I, I, it's not like I don't get that, but I see so many of them feel trapped by it. And I wish they felt more empowered by it. I wish they felt more like they, that is, that is enough. That is a calling on them and a time commitment on their part, but that doesn't mean they don't have time for themselves. And a lot of them just forego taking time for themselves to, to be that on call. I, I, I used to refer to myself as the holiday and housekeeper and the audience member of other people's lives, because you just start to feel like you're just here to change toilet paper rolls and wash towels. And you find yourself just being available with bags in hand to take somebody somewhere, you know, it was never your own, your own stage. And so I, I understand that, but I, but I've seen so many of the women in the groups that we've worked in that have those concerns and those, uh, I don't want to say complaints, but they're, they're, they're grievances and they, and they're valid, but there's a way around them and there's a better way to, to be and a better way to conduct your day and to hold yourself and to give yourself a voice. That's the other thing. They didn't have a voice. They don't feel like they were being heard or they were misunderstood or they were judged by their family or their friends, you know, because sometimes when you're at home and you've left whatever you were doing to be a mom, and then you decide you want to go do something else, you, you're going to get side eye. You know, people are going to kind of look at you like, what, why, you know, or you can't do that. And, I, and, and those are the comments I've seen. And you can share what you've seen, because I know you've seen some as well, but, and I just, my heart breaks for them because I've been there and I know, you know, I totally get it. I totally get it. But, it, but I want to bring them out of that space. So what about you? What have you seen? Well, I have seen a lot. I want to piggyback on what you said in the sense of being a stay-at-home mom, you're a stay-at-home mom, but you're so much more. And so, and it was always my goal to be able to be a stay-at-home mom and be there for my kids before they go off to school and be there when they come back. And like have a voice that reaches a global audience and write books and serve people all around the world. Like we can do it all. And, you know, women were called to do that within the past two years in the global pandemic. Like we all had to, um, most of us had to homeschool or be at home for an extended period of time that we're like, we didn't sign up for this. You can figure it out. There's always a way. Mm -hmm. And I'm lucky that I found that way, but I've had my husband, I'm going to call out my husband right now because I can't think of how many times over the past 10 years I had these great ideas for my entrepreneurship journey. And he's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like so many times. And he's always been my greatest supporter at the same time, but in moving through, um, I'm still married. <laughs> That's um, good. I'm still married to him, but moving through my own personal development journey and realizing where I had limitate, I put my own limitations on myself. Those were his limitations. And I was taking his limitations on his mind because he didn't think he could do that. Therefore, he didn't think I could. And it wasn't right. until I was interviewed uh, with Dean Graciosi in one of the, in the start over challenge in 2000, what, 20 was that? And it was mm -hmm. like 10,000 people were watching. And he finally was like, oh, I guess you can do that. And sometimes you just have to show them and not tell them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I've met, you know, I, 
um, my situation here is, I mean, he's never said that I can't, he's just patiently been waiting for me to do so. <laughs> it's like, well, it's not that easy. Like I would love to have a little more support and a little more cheerleading. It's not just about a matter of, okay, you go do that. But definitely I have support, but it's just sometimes a very lonely journey, but it's one that is definitely worth it. And we're all worth it. Everyone, every woman and man that wants something better for their life to live a bigger, bolder, badass life is worthy of it. Permission. Yeah. I, I learned long ago, probably from my youth, when I started to share my opinions with my parents, I wasn't always asking for permission. I'm asking for support and there's a difference and there's definitely a difference in how you ask for it is how you're going to, you're going to, whether you recognize it or not, but however you show up to ask for something, you're going to get that mirrored reaction back. You have to show up with certainty in your heart that you can do it. And then you're just asking for support, not permission. So it'll come. That is so powerful that you ask for support instead of permission. But I also want to piggyback and say, like, if we're not getting the support from those that we value the most, which are typically our parents, our loved ones, our kids, um, our spouses, is who's there to really support you? Who's living your your life, right? It's like, right. we need to find support that's, we need to look for support within ourselves because that's really the only person that supports you. But a lot of the time we don't believe in ourselves. So the way I best found support, and I want you to tell me how you best found support was putting myself in communities online communities and masterminds. That was like the biggest breakthrough. Like I said, joining the knowledge um, business and joining the self-education business. That's why I found my support was through paying for those communities. Yep. How did Same you find here. it? Same here. Same here. I, I don't think I would be as far along in my journey as I am or have as much experience that I've, that I've, gained and that I've contributed to these communities that you were talking about earlier as being a moderator and working in those large groups, I wouldn't have had any of that experience and growth had I not, you know, invested in myself and invested in a mentor that I respect and I found integrity in and I could follow year after year and he was consistent. There was no, he was unwavering in his commitment to his community and their growth. And so it was worth every penny I invested and I met you and I met a, a slew of other wonderful people. And that's where I would go to when I would get in my head, when I would hear doubts from those that I love, that maybe they're protecting me. Maybe they just don't get it. Maybe I, I honestly think they just don't get it. They just don't understand really a coaching space so or a motivational speaker space or an investment in yourself space. They were they're They're from an a period of time where you went and got a job and <laughs> you showed up at eight and you took a paycheck home on Friday. And that's really not the world we're necessarily living in, or at least there's, there's other opportunities in the world that we're living in now. And I was exploring the other opportunities and it was hard for them to, to understand it. Not that they doubted my ability to do so, but when they were, when they did doubt the understanding of it, I would lean heavily in the group where I could get support and I could talk to people and I could, and I found similar stories. I mean, I wasn't the only one going through this. I found other people that were also there because they wanted to invest in themselves and they needed a safe space to be that was supportive. So 
me as well. Thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable. And back to, I never answered your question about what have I seen the common themes in uh, the groups that are anywhere from, you know, up to half a million people is that women keep asking themselves, what is holding me back from pursuing my dream or my purpose? Like there's so much doubt and disbelief in oneself. It's doubt, disbelief, which is basically the same thing and trust, trust in not really knowing what it's going to look like, but and just moving forward anyhow, but trust in oneself. So that's when we, when we lose trust in ourselves is we're giving away our power to external um, people, circumstances, events, like maybe a global pandemic holding you back. It's, um, yeah, it's just that trust piece, which is really big that we don't trust ourselves because you know what? We've made a commitment to ourselves and we haven't followed through. And I say we, because really we've all done that. Yes. Yes. And thanks for sharing that because it's, I, I did recognize at one point uh, when I was, when I was in that space, cause I was one of the people that you just described that I couldn't figure out why am I not moving forward? How can I get this needle to move forward? What is my problem? And you know, the feedback I was getting was, oh, you, you lack courage or you lack confidence. And it wasn't landing right with me. It was like, that does not sound like me at all. And I realized I was lacking boundaries. I was lacking control of my life and my time and what mattered to me most. And it had nothing to do with confidence or, or, um, courage, courage. Yeah. Courage and self-confidence. It had everything to do with my boundaries of my time, my energy and my priorities. So that was a big learning one for me, but Yes, I see that in the groups as well. Women are having the same, those are some of the same concerns I see as well. So because we saw these common themes and because we were brought together in a mastermind, we have decided to create safe spaces for women that just don't feel like they're being heard and seen and supported and are asking those questions. What is holding me back? Yeah, I'm I'm happy that we've, collaborated on that. I think that you and I are a great fit with our experience and our passion and our purpose to pull them out of their dark spaces and give them that light and that stage that they deserve and really help them get back into living their life on their terms for them. And and it doesn't, that doesn't take away from them being a perfect mom, those perfectionists that are listening. It doesn't take away from them being the perfect spouse or wife or partner or you know, stay at home, mom, if that's your role. And and you can, you know, you can still thrive at all of those things. I mean, we were somebody before we were a mom and, and it's a great title to have, but what we don't remember is we were also a daughter or a niece or a granddaughter. Like we've always had a title. We just didn't live by them. I didn't live my life as someone's granddaughter. I didn't live my life as someone's niece. I don't have to live my life as someone's mom. I am a mom and a damn good one, <laughs> but I am also important. So, yeah. And everyone is so important and so powerful. And when we realize we were giving away all the things that really that's what's holding you back, you're just giving it away. So in order to reclaim it, we are creating the key. We have created the key collective 
and workshops to support women to step into their power, their purpose, their potential. You want to tell me a little bit about your passion to in this project? Oh, my passion in this project. Okay, I just being lost. I I remember. Oh, I already mentioned how I felt, you know, and how I was viewing my day. And when you wake up every day viewing your day like you're a housekeeper or, or an audience member in someone else's life, you become frustrated, you become resentful, you become just overall grumpy and <laughs> some days just mean and nasty. <laughs> and it's not a healthy place and it's no one's fault externally. It's it's definitely not an external thing. Well, Yes, us all being home with our kids last year wasn't necessarily our idea, but beyond the global situation, we have the right to, to say, you know, this is what I want. And, and I, and when I was asked that question, I didn't know I had been living in this fog in this lost space for so long that I was going through the motions of trying to get myself out there, but I, I didn't ever have an answer for well, what's your goal or what do you want? Because I, I hadn't dreamed for myself in so long. I hadn't even wanted for anything. You know, when people would ask, it was always, oh, I want my son to be healthy. I want my son to have friends. I want my son to get good grades. It was always, I wanted something for somebody else and it was never for me. And so that, those are the women that I just, I'm, I want to get my hands on and get them back into their life. And I, and I just, that's where I get most passionate is if you don't know what you want, I need to talk to you. <laughs> you need to find Carrie and I, because that's super, super important. And that is really um, my, my personal commitment to the, to the project, to the key collective is to just help the women get back into dreaming, dreaming for themselves and having a bigger, a bigger life because they deserve it. Thank you for sharing that so vulnerably, because I remember when I first met you actually, and that's when you were like questioning, well, why aren't my habits and behaviors and routines supporting my dreams and goals and desires? And you showed up to like one of my first live trainings. I swear it was like one of the first or second ones. And you were there and you were all into it. And it's so funny that now full circle, we're creating our own programs together. And when when you showed up and you kept showing up and reappearing in my life, right? And then we joined the mastermind together. I could see what you were really supposed to be doing. Like, I was like, I see her superpower. I see that she is courageous and bold and badass, but she's fully not seeing it perhaps. Like, and that's why it's so important that we put ourselves into these communities and surround ourselves with other people and pay for coaches or mentors or different programs because other people see it in you how maybe your blind spots like how you're giving away your power where your superpower is where you're going to have that breakthrough and stop holding yourself back and that's exactly why we've created the key collective and also because we went on a journey over the past what five years I feel like individually with finding so many different modalities it's not just all about mindset I used to think it was all about mindset too being a psych major but it's not all about mindset there's so much more you want to share with the audience some other things besides mindset that yeah, you know, I'm glad you, yeah I'm glad you brought that up because that really has been in my journey to get out of my darkness and try to find what it is I want because that was such a 
predominant question, <laughs> what do you want? So I was on a mission to figure it out. And I was, I was running into you in all sorts of different uh, masterminds and in different communities that we were both kind of aligned with those interests. And I have always been very curious about um, spiritual energies and the universe and just that that unknown power of, you know, your subconscious and your beliefs and, and things like that. That's always kind of been an interest of mine, but I've never took the time to dig in and actually learn any of those modalities or experience, you know, some of them actually. And so it was really nice to, to realize that it's not just your mindset. If you really have to, there's, there's the codependency element, there's the boundaries, there's the self-love, there is, you know, the habits and routines. I mean, there's so many little elements that really have to come together to form you being you and you showing up, you know, as that person that you want to be and the person you want to have in your life. You, you really kind of got to rebuild yourself. And, you know, maybe if I had been this, well, I don't know that it would help me, but if I had been in this space in my twenties, Maybe I could be ahead of the game, but I don't know that I would have uh, appreciated it or really done as much work in my 20s because I think I needed the wisdom and I think I needed the hindsight and the perspective. And I think being in your 40s is a great place to kind of look back and say, okay, I checked all the boxes. I did what I was supposed to do. I've, you know, made the parents proud with the degree and the husband and the kids. So now what? And it's a great time to just kind of break things down and rebuild really who you want to be from the core out. You, you really have to start with the core and what's, what are those stories and those ideas that you have in your head that don't serve you. It's, it's housekeeping. That's just a different kind of housekeeping. <laughs> it is the housekeeping. And it's also rebuilding and recreating the next new version of you in the sense of what we've created, the key collective is for the woman who's checked off all the boxes and is still like, well, what is next? And I feel like we, we need to go through that journey of the darkness and the career and the parenthood before you can really step into creating a legacy and that next, like the bigger, bolder, badass you that you were brought into this world, but through conditioning, through saying yes to everyone else, through all these different ways, you've lost it. And so really we just like bring you back to your soul essence Yes, and through not just mindset, psychology, spirituality, habits, routines, boundaries, is all that's going to be covered in the key collective. So we are going to leave a link in the show notes so that you can find out more about this program, the key collective. It's about manifesting you 2.0 and perhaps even maybe 3.0. I like to say that I'm on Carrie Faith 21.0 going on (laughs) 22.0. I mean, every year, every moment in our lives is an opportunity to create our dreams. Yes. And to grow and to, and to explore and experience and and learn. Yeah. It's a wisdom, you know, life is a wisdom. And so you gotta be, you gotta be a part of it and, and being at home and being complacent and being lonely and lost isn't, isn't where anybody deserves to be, but nobody deserves that. So 
yes, I'm excited to pull people back into their lives and show them what they're capable of doing. And really the three keys I have uh, right in front of me over my desk, I have dream it, believe it and achieve it. Because mm-hmm. that's so true, right? We you have a dream in your heart, you believe it at times and then doubt it at other times. And the next step is to achieve it, but you can't achieve it alone. And without the clarity, this is one of the keys, right, to the collective is Mm -hmm. clarity. The other key is having that consistency and then having the courage to not really know what's on the other side, but saying yes to you. Saying yes. Yeah. And being very intentional, living your life with intention so you can really live that big one. Yeah, I love it. I am so excited. We finally got to record an episode and kicking off season two of the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today with me, Anitra. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I was happy to connect and happy to share what we're up to. Thank you for listening and investing your time with me because I believe we are all here to learn, grow, and evolve effortlessly into the future. If you enjoyed what was shared today, I encourage you to subscribe, rate, review, and share because together we can do so much more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Carrie Faith on Purpose to find out more opportunities to uncover your deepest why.